This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. And then to further illustrate this road to greatness, the Lord now turns their eyes from themselves to look at Christ and what he's done by showing them how he has become a servant and a minister. And the Lord does this with this very simple statement, which is really the key for this passage here, which is in verse 28. Verse, it all is crystallizing down to verse 28 where he says, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. This is what he's describing himself as, like a minister and a servant, but most particularly, he's coming down to this point. This is where he's all leading to. Give himself a ransom for many. This word, many, this Greek word, pulos in Greek, this word many, it's not meaning a select number as in part of a group, like many within a group. It's not that. The Lord here, by what he said and how he has constructed this sentence, is driving an emphasis, and the emphasis is his life for many. He would give his life a ransom for many. What he's doing here is he's driving two sides of in this statement, his life a ransom for many. On one side is his life, and on the other side is many. That's what he wants us to see, is this two sides, his life on one side and many on the other. This is the point he's making when he says, give his life a ransom for many. His point is, and what's being driven here, is one life, one solitary life, his life was sufficient or enough to be the ransom for many. 
one for many. That's what he's saying here. One ransom for many. One substitute for many. One instead of many. That's what's being driven here. It's one life for many. Verse 28, verse 28. His life, a ransom for many. One blood for many. Matthew 26, 28. Matthew 26, 28. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Again, it's this comparison that he's making. One many, one many. One life for many. One blood for many. One gift of God for many. Romans 5.15, Romans 5.15. The gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. One lamb for many. One lamb for many. Behold, uh, John 1.29, John 1.29. Behold, the lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world, many. And this is the point in verse 28 here of chapter we're in, verse 28. His life, a ransom for many. So it's this one life for many. It's this one lamb for many. It's this one gift for many. It's this one blood for many. One instead of many. And I like to say that you could use this name as a new name for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful name. It's a wonderful name for the Lord Jesus Christ. You can use this for worshiping Christ, and the name is one for many. You are, Lord Jesus, the one for many. It sums up what he's saying here in verse 28, verse 28, when he says, his life, a ransom for many. There's only one person who could be this one for many. Only Jesus Christ could be the one for many. And this is the concept, this is the concept behind the Day of Atonement, behind the Yom Kippur, behind the one sacrifice for all the people on the Day of Atonement. This is the essential difference between the Passover and the Day of Atonement, the Yom Kippur and the Passover, and it has to do with the number of sacrifices, the number of sacrifices. For the Passover, during the Passover, there were many sacrifices. There were many lambs, there were many goats, that were killed, as a matter of fact, each family had to have its own animal or sacrifice for Passover, and the big emphasis, and there was an emphasis on all those lambs, all those goats, all those many lambs and goats, was that each person of the many, each person of the many had to identify with a particular lamb or goat as part of the family sacrifice, Exodus 12, 3, Exodus 12, 3. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, in the 10th day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. If the household be too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of souls. Every man, according to his eating, shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish. So the emphasis here on Exodus 12.5, Exodus 12.5, is your lamb, your individual personal lamb. Each person had to take his step forward with his own decision, and he had to personally 
and individually say, yes, this lamb is my lamb. That was the whole point of Exodus 12.5. This lamb is my lamb. This is what's so important when a person comes to Christ. There's no such thing as we and us and our receiving Christ. There is only I and me and my receiving Christ. Yes, I take Jesus as my savior. Just like I told you when I sit in the emergency exit on American Airlines and the flight attendant comes to all six of us sitting in that emergency exit and she says the same thing every time. You are now sitting in the emergency exit. And in order for you to sit here, you have to be willing to assist the other passengers in the event of emergency. See, I got it down pretty well. I could actually be a flight attendant to tell them. <laughs> and she says, and I need to have you make a verbal confirmation from each one of you individually. And then she points to each one of us individually and says, are you willing to assist the passengers in the event of emergency? And she's got to hear, yes, I am. Otherwise, you ain't sitting in that chair. And that's like God says to each person, Christ died for your sins. Are you willing to take Jesus as your savior? And there can be no, yes, we are. It must be personal, it must be individual, it must be a clear, yes, I am, just like for the flight attendant on American Airlines. And that's what's behind the Passover. Each person has to say, yes, here's my lamb. The Passover speaks of how Christ died for each person and how each person has to believe himself into Christ. But the Day of Atonement is different. The Day of Atonement emphasizes something different. The Yom Kippur has a different emphasis because now it's not as the Passover with an emphasis on the individual's decision. Now with the Day of Atonement, the emphasis is on a different truth. It's on the sacrifice itself. Now the Day of Atonement has an emphasis on Christ as the one for many sacrifice, because on the Day of Atonement, there was one animal, not many, one animal that was sacrificed for the whole nation of Israel, for the whole Jewish people, and that's described in Leviticus 16, Leviticus 23, and Numbers 29. On the Day of Atonement, there was one animal that was sacrificed for all the people, and the high priest, Aaron, for example, took the blood of that sacrifice in a bowl, into the Holy of Holies and presented one blood from one animal for all the millions of Israel, the Jewish people outside. And the Day of Atonement taught us how Christ was made the one for many, one for many sacrifice for all the people. So the Day of Atonement is illustrating this, our verse 28. The Day of Atonement or the Yom Kippur is illustrating the Son of Man came to give his life a ransom for many. So as the Day of Atonement was all about the one animal sacrifice for the many in Israel, so Christ has one life as a ransom for many. And when we look at Christ now, we look at Christ now as the one for many, the one ransom for many, the one sacrifice for many, we can see that not only is Christ the one for many, but Christ is the only one for many. And that's what we want to consider right now. How was Christ the only one for many? That's the question that's on the table. How was Christ the only one for many? What is it about Christ that made him the only one ransom for many? Because when we consider 
Christ as the only one ransom for many sacrifice, then we have to ask the question, why? What are the reasons that he, Christ, is qualified to be the only one ransom for many? How's he unique? How is Christ unique? How was Christ the only one ransom for many? What made him? What made Christ the only one? And so I want to give you 21 reasons. 21 reasons why Christ was the only one ransom for many. I like to suggest that you might want to consider, you might want to consider these 21 reasons and meditate on one reason per day for 21 days. It's like a three-week therapy. One reason per day for 21 days. Reason number one, only Christ was the creator of everything. The Bible is crystal clear in telling us that there is one creator and that creator is Christ, John 1.1, John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. I love so much this new book by ICR. Can you remember what it's called? Creation, Beauty of Creation, something like that, by Randy Gillis, whatever his last name, Gillis. Anyway, um, what he has down there, he's a great scientist. What he has down there is he said, the beauty of Christ's creation. It's so refreshing to see that. Very nice. Anyway, John 1.14, John 1.14, who is this word that's being talked about in John 1? John 1.14 describes it. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word is Jesus Christ. The word was made flesh and that's the same word that made all things, that's Jesus Christ. Not only did Jesus Christ make all things, but he made all things for himself. Colossians 1.16, Colossians 1.16, for by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were made by him and for him. 24 elders, there's 24 elders falling down before Christ in heaven, and they're saying, Revelation 4.11, Revelation 4.11, thou art worthy, O Lord, they're saying this to Christ, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. All things were made by him and for him. He's the only one ransom for many because he's the only creator of all things, including the many that he is the only one ransom for. Reason number two, only Christ was the son of God. Only Christ was the unique son of God, the only begotten. The Bible records the words when the second person of the Godhead, who we know is Jesus, who we know is Christ, who we know is the son of God, when the second person of the Godhead got the title son, there was a day he got the title son in Psalm 2.7. This is not the day he was created. There was no day he was created. This is when he got this title, Psalm 2, verse 7. Psalm 2, verse 7, I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. It's a little mysterious. Don't ask me any questions about it. I absolutely don't know, but that's what it says. So when God the Father spoke in heaven, he said that there was only one begotten Son of God, and that was Christ when he said, Matthew 3.17, Matthew 3.17, lo, a voice from heaven saying, this 
is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And so Christ as the only begotten son, he identifies himself as the only begotten son in John 3.16, in John 3.16 when he says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He is the only begotten son. He is the only one ransomed for many because he is the only begotten son. Reason number three, reason number three. Only Christ existed before he was born. Nobody else. Only Christ existed before he was born. No one else existed before he was born. This was brought out, this he brought out to the Pharisees in John 8, 56, John 8, 56, when they said to him, or whether when he said to them, when he said to them, your father rejoiced to see my day and saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, thou art not yet 50 years old. Hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. I am is the explanation that Jehovah Jesus gave to Moses when Moses asked, who are you? And the explanation that Jehovah Jesus gave to explain who he was was in Exodus 3.14, Exodus 3.14, when it says, and God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. So this is the same as saying about Christ, John 1.1, John 1.1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God and so forth. In the beginning of time, Christ was there because time had a beginning, but Christ never had a beginning. He has no beginning. This is what Jehovah Jesus told Israel in Isaiah 43.13, Isaiah 43.13, before the day was, I am. Before there was a day, which is what is used to mark time, he says, I am. Isaiah 48.12, Isaiah 48.12, hearken unto me, O Jacob and Israel, my called, I am. I am the first, I am the last. Mine hand also hath laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand has spanned the heavens. When I call unto them, they stand up together. He's the only one ransomed for many because he's the only one who existed before he was born. Christ did not come into existence at his birth. As Moses said about Jehovah Jesus in Psalm 90 verse two, Psalm 90 verse two, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth or the world, even to everlasting, thou art God. Number four, fourth reason, number four. He's the only one ransomed for many because he's the only person who was ever both God and man. Before his birth, Israel was told about Christ in Isaiah 9.6, Isaiah 9.6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called the mighty God. His name shall be called the mighty God. His name was called Emmanuel and prophesied that in Isaiah 7:14. But his name was called Emmanuel because he is God with us. He is God with man. Matthew 1:23, Matthew 1:23, behold a virgin shall conceive, no sorry. Behold a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth the son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us, God with us. Thomas realized this and he called him in John 20 verse 28 to 20 verse 28, he called Jesus. Thomas answered and said unto him, 
my Lord and my God. It's a mystery. It's a mystery, but it's nevertheless true that when Christ was here, that was God in the flesh. God in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16. 1 Timothy 3.16. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached into the world, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Jesus Christ is the true God. He's the true God. 1 John 5.20. 1 John 5.20. We know that the Son of God has come and hath given unto us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. He's the only one ransomed for many because he alone is the only person who was ever both God and man. Fifth reason, fifth reason. He's the only one ransomed for many because he was also the only promised seed of the woman who was promised to crush the head of Satan. That's the hope. That's the only hope for man to recover from the fall. Right after the fall, that was the only hope of recovery God gave in Genesis 3.15. Genesis 3.15, when he was speaking to Satan, and God said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shall bruise his heel. That's the seed of the woman. He was the only seed of the woman. Number six, sixth reason. He's the only one ransomed for many because he's the only Messiah sent by God. There were not many Messiahs. There was only one Messiah sent by God to rescue man, and he spoke about being the Messiah in John 8, 42. John 8, 42, when he touched on the essence of the Messiah, which is the sent one, being the sent one, he says in John 8, 42, I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. And he came straight out when he was talking to the woman at the well in John 4, when she said, we know the Messiah is coming, and he said, I am. The person speaking to you is the Messiah. Number seven, seventh reason. He's the only one ransomed for many because he's the only one who came from heaven to seek to save that which is lost, which means you and I. He's the only one who came from heaven to look for us, to save us. In Luke 19.10, Luke 19.10, he said, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Think about it. No one else came. No one else came. No one else ever would come either to seek us out to save us. He's the only one. He's the shepherd that left all, the, as the parable says, he left the 90 and nine. He's the shepherd that left the rest of the sheep to risk his life alone out in the wilderness looking for us, the lost sheep. Ezekiel 34, 16, Ezekiel 34, 16, I will seek that which was lost and bring again that which was driven away, and will bind up that which was broken, and will strengthen that which was sick, but I will destroy the fat and the strong, I will feed them with judgment. No one went with him. He went it alone on that mission. He went out alone to seek to save the lost. He is the only one. He's the only one. That's why he received the name Jesus. That's what's behind his name Jesus, because he alone came to seek and to save that which was lost. Matthew 1.21, Matthew 1.21, she shall bring forth the son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. It might well be put this way, he alone shall save his people from their sins. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God, and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.